This week on the ADG Podcast, we'll be talking music. We have a brand new movie review. We have a brand new segment, and we have a special guest. All that and more on the ADG Podcast. The, the only thing that's different is Mark Moritz's face is fatter. Hold up, Mike. I gotta catch my breath, Mike. I do like chicken sandwiches. Well, who else would you have on the cover of Playboy these days, right? See if, see, see if you can polish this turn. I'm, I'm trying to positive here, uh, Jake. Jake is also available for anniversaries and birthday parties. Take- I thought you were going to tell me treat him like cats and spray him with a water bottle. <laughs> no, no. Not enough money behind this podcast to get him on here. Because <laughs> it's not the kids' fault they're shitheads. It's not. It's the parents' fault. The parents are shitheads too. You, why are you talking shit? Have you won anything? No. Because- then shut the fuck up. Wait, nobody ever said there was a plot to ramble. <laughs> Delete your account. Go back to bed. Cry for a couple of days and reflect <laughs> on what you're actually going to do with your life. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the A to G podcast. I'm Jacob. Darren is also here. We're both awake, ready to go because yeah, first smells of sports are coming back. Yes. Not Darren, only- you smell it. Oh, in the words of The Rock, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Right. Yes. Exactly. There's a a finally reached the deal between the players and the owners of Major League Baseball that the Major League Baseball season will kick off at the end of July, either July 23rd or 24th. Later in sports, we'll have a special guest. Chris Castanelli will join us. He is a Detroit Tiger baseball enthusiast, knows everything about the game especially when it comes to our uh, lovable Tigers. So he'll join us. He'll give us his uh, thoughts on the upcoming shortened season. So stay tuned for that. But Jake, what I I have to say, let's start with, I know we like to start with this team a lot, but this week they did something is either questionable or just same old, same old. The Detroit Lions... Yes, those Detroit Lions owner mm-hmm. has stepped down. Martha Ford has stepped down only to give power of the team to her daughter, Shelly Ford Hamp. Jake, your yeah. thoughts she, when you first... She, Sheila, Sheila she, Ford Sorry, Sheely. Sheila. Uh, yeah, Sheila. Sheila. Not, not Shelly. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, okay. uh, so, Jake, your first initial thoughts when you heard that. It's funny. That's not that's 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 not the first time that I was asked this question since it happened. <laughs> because uh, uh, oh, you know, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, are they going to do yeah, anything? Is it going to get any better? We always put a positive, a positive spin on. I, I am. I am a ray of sunshine towards this team. <laughs> no, un- unfortunately, to bust everybody's bubble. Yeah. No, no, no you. you can't do this move unless it's health related at this point. Um, if you wanted to do, if you wanted to do this move, it should have been done at the end of, let's say, last season, where the new owner can kind of lead the team in their direction. Well, with what's happening, you you might have an NFL season. Your team's kind of in shambles because the coaching staff sucks. Draft was, uh, and the team's just blah. There's really nothing there. Um, you, you're not competing for anything. You're not. Your goal is to be at 500. This is this is the Lions right now. So changing ownership at this point in the you know basically if this was real time, if not COVID, you'd you'd be getting ready for camps. 
Right. Um, it's not not a good time. Mm. You should have done this at the end of the season to so get like, everybody kind of organized, prepared on the same page. Right. Now it's just a waste of time. Now you know there's there's no really big reason to do it now. So it's it's an inside thing um, that we don't know exactly why Martha Ford stepped down. It could be health reasons or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it's this year is not going to matter. And the way this is staying in the family, mm-hmm. honestly. I don't think this is going to change anything at all. Well, it's right for fans like us, uh, more negative fans like you, uh, to have. uh, Wow. I know, right? We're already off to a flying start. Um, Have like a a sour taste of Mm -hmm. this news in their mouth. But uh, 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 something I saw online when she had like her little inaugural zoom press conference about this is that she promises to be more accessible to the fans and the media which would be great if if she really means what she says where she will actually you know get out and and address the media and the fans in public and not just uh, and not just you know uh, sit in an office and just write a press release yeah, and Darren Darren so Darren if she she should be more accessible to winning, I don't care well, about how accessible you are. Winning, well, you, that's you, it. Nothing you else. Got to start somewhere, I guess. Hey, well, okay. I, I, I would love if a Detroit, uh, a Detroit, uh, a Detroit Lions owner would actually get out there and speak, especially if the team is sucking like like it has been in the past. You know, it always sucks. So she, she's going to speak at some point. Well, but 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 have you ever seen Martha do that? No, no. And and before did, did her, I want to see Martha speak? No. Well, well, hey, you know, if she's so active in all these, you know, NFL owners meetings and blah blah blah, you know, why didn't we that, see? That's it as all fans her energy media? right there. Her exactly. energy is getting there. <laughs> and her being not in her and her being ninety four, she she probably doesn't have the energy for it anymore. You know, she's getting up there in age. Obviously, this has been a long time coming. They 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 were grooming her, uh, uh, Sheila, uh, for this uh, position, and now it's uh, her ball to run with when it comes to the Detroit Lions. And he, she was also one of the main decision makers when it came to bringing back Patricia and and Quinn. So. Oh. Lost so, me. so so these so these are her boys that she yep. has a lot of faith in, mm-hmm. and if she, and and if they and if they lay an egg this upcoming year, she has to she has to do she has to do her job and get rid of them. So there, everything you just said, including the whole ball ball and yeah. hurt, you know, yeah. whatever, and Quinn Patricia. Well, this is a typical lion scenario where she's going to drop the ball and. Because she already started off on a shitty path by hiring these guys. And you know, I'm not a big <laughs> well, fan well, of, she, well, she of uh, Quintricia there. Well, she was just one of the voices in the room of, uh, right. you know, for Patricia and Quinn when it came to uh, decision. But uh, uh, another quote from her is that she says, I'll do anything to build a winner. So, okay. Fire so, those two. So there you go. She goes... Uh, 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 her father, the William Clay Ford, uh, owner of the Lions, she grew up attending games and being around the team, and she knew then NFL Commissioner Pete Rozelle from her dad's dealing in the league. Is like, I, like I want to see him 
and he literally could he could not think of anything for a female to do way back then. So it's it, it it's uh it's awesome to see how things change from back then to uh, where women are have come, especially in the in the NFL, which was such a male dominated league on and off the field for so many years. So it's, it's yeah. And that's all great and good, but this yeah. is the Detroit Lions we're talking about, and they need to win. There's nothing. There's no other choice but to win. You you, you sucked as much as you can suck in the yeah. history of sucking. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be a change. Well, hopefully, hope, hopefully they uh, they're on the right path. You know, if uh, the old man couldn't get it done, and his son couldn't get it done, and the old lady couldn't get get it done. If she fails with this, you you got a solid team. You just have to. Darren's on the dark side. I'm just saying, Jake. I'm just just saying, Jake. It has to. It has has to to happen. It has to happen. You know, because how long can you hold on to a franchise that just year after year just disappoints and disappoints? That is very true. No truer words have ever been spoken. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> and and another, I think, interesting tidbit that came out of this um, is that when the, the topic was brought up about calling Kaepernick and say that the, that the, the new ownership, uh, Sheila, would be open uh, for them to sign Kaepernick if it, if it was a right fit for the coaches and, mm. and, uh, and uh, general manager. Sure, the so. team doesn't have talent. Add less talent. <laughs> well, oh, just gives Kaepernick's it, not very good. Jake, it gives them an, a little bit of better option than Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, same. Just a, a third quarterback or, that can't or, play. Or, sure. or, or, or David Blau. This guy ain't signing for less than fifteen million a year, and he's trash. Million. Go, oh, he, yeah, he's not going to sign for anything less. Come on, he wants wow. to be a starter. He is trash. He's wow. never have a starting job. He's not very good. You've seen him play. He hasn't played in the league for how many years? And you think you just get back into the league? No. CFL for you, buddy. Peace That's out. That's right. Well, let's, uh, well that, that was a fun little trip when it comes to, that, to talking about Lions. Let's uh, NFL's out. great. Yes. Uh, yes. So, Jake, uh, uh, COVID is just running wild. And just all these teams I see are just, you know, players being affected from NFL to NHL players to NBA players are getting NBA, yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly, well, with the whole uh, NBA playing in Walt Disney World and, and, and Florida is just having this boom of COVID cases on the rise in you know, mm-hmm. the past uh, f- few weeks. Like, is this going to make you more inclined to watch NBA or are you like, meh? yeah you're right you know it's the nba i love the nba nba is great um except lebron he's not great but um (laughs) the the nba cannot be going to florida in the last two days they've had the last two days uh four thousand and forty five hundred cases confirmed in the last two days each each day that's almost ten thousand people um that that's that's insane you can't, you you can't possibly go to Florida and do that unless you have a giant Stephen King type bubble yeah. over wherever you're playing, and no one goes in and out. But that's insane. Yeah, so. it's it's just crazy what's what's going on. But uh, so NBA, they still have a lot of 
they, they have a long way to go before they even consider like opening up training camp and resuming their season, which I really don't think is going to happen. Uh, some hockey news. I know Jake, you're a big hockey fan, so this is yeah. I just uh, yawned. I knew this was coming. Oh, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> so uh, the NHL have announced its uh, hockey Hall of Fame class of 2020. Uh, interesting induction so uh so jerome mcgillna mary Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. former detroit red wings general manager ken holland kevin Mm -hmm. well kevin lowe kim st pierre and doug wilson will be selected into the hockey hall of fame so there you go that's pretty good yeah so it's good to see uh, uh ken holland get his uh rightful uh rightful uh place inside the hall you know including uh he's he was a gm for the wings for 22 years he architect mm-hmm. four stanley cup championship uh, squads in that span three as the gm and built a club into a perennial powerhouse that made the playoff a whopping 25 straight time times from 1991 to t- to 2016 mm-hmm. that is very impressive very and that's impressive. And, and that's coming as a leaf fan Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you gotta give them credit. Sometimes it's, 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 a, it's one of those streaks. Exactly. So, and and of course, uh, they're still prepping uh, their uh, their potential return to the uh, uh, to the arenas when it comes to finishing their playoffs. I guess for mm-hmm. the for the NHL, they uh, they have narrowed down the cities for the hub cities to six okay. teams including nice. Toronto, Edmonton Vegas I believe here uh, Dallas I believe is on the list uh, trying to see what else is there okay so so the final the, so Las Vegas, Los Angeles Chicago, Vancouver, Edmonton and Toronto are the six remaining teams that are in the running for to, to host as the hub city for the 2014 playoff format. That's not bad. I would yeah. probably uh, Edmonton would to me seem as the uh, obvious option being far away from everything. Mm-hmm. So to me, think, so do you think there's going to be two hub cities or one? Uh, a, a couple. You have to have a couple. There's, there's, yeah. there's too much. Um, they're going to take up too much space. It's hockey. They need rinks. They need. Uh, you know, practice time, you warm hotel. up time, you need hotel. hotels, accommodation. It's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah definitely. So there, you, so there you go. So from all that good times to uh, all, uh, all this uh, happy news when it comes to baseball and we'll get into our interview, but I want to get Jake's thoughts on the MLB coming to a decision and uh, uh, I should say an agreement with the players to do a 60-game season. So, Jake, are, is that going to make you more inclined to watch baseball this year since there's only 60 games? Um, yeah, but I think they kept the playoff format the same. The same. They'll be the same. So, therefore, our shitty team uh, that's rebuilding has, doesn't have a chance. They have a chance, but a that chance. would require them to actually – or overachieve. So, you yeah. know, yeah, they have a chance. Like, if they get on a roll, they, they yeah. get that 
10 game, 15 game, nice streak where they're like 11 and four or something like that. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. Exactly. Very, well, there's gonna, there's going to be, you know, they're going to expand their roster size. So mm-hmm. the Tigers have a lot of young talent, really good young talent. Uh, this is a nice audition for those young talented arms and and those and those and those talented bats mm-hmm. uh, coming up. So we'll talk to our uh, Detroit Tiger insider, uh, Chris Castanelli, very shortly. And a few, and he'll get and he'll get his uh, his thoughts on this. He's very passionate, very outspoken, hot, you know, hard headed, hot blooded Italian. So. Jake's oh, used to I knew you would like him, Jake. That's it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. Good. Can't wait for that. That's it. <clears throat> but yeah, sports. Not much sports. And as you know, everybody's watching soccer. Yeah. A lot oh, of soccer. Oh, soccer. Crazy yeah. soccer. Yes, we're going to talk a little bit of soccer. Oh, um, Jake, now with the soccer report. No, 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 no soccer reports because we would lose everybody, all three people listening, uh, if we talk, if we talk soccer. But no, it's it's, it's interesting how long they've been playing already mm-hmm. in, in Europe, mm-hmm. and how we still don't even have a plan to for any yeah. sports. Especially, so, especially the the English Premier League just yes. kicked off last weekend uh, with the resume their regular season. So that was good to see. Uh, Italy has been playing for a couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. along with uh, the Spanish uh, and the uh, Germans, and the Germans can't forget the Germans. Yep. So yeah, no, it, it's been. I I I'll admit I I've been watching more of it lately, especially the the Serie A and the Coppa Italia. There was some good competitive soccer. There you go. There well, you the go. Euro's been moved to next year, so yeah, next year so will be uh, interesting. Well, We'll have that to look forward to. Good. All right. So let's get to our interview. Talking about baseball, Jake uh, Jake and I, we are proud and pleased to have Chris Castellani on with us to talk about the Detroit Tigers and what can they do in a 60-game MLB season. Chris, we're so glad to have you on. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you guys having me. Pleasure's all ours. Uh, so you being a host of your own Tigers podcast, uh, Locked On Tigers, you can find uh, you can find it anywhere podcasts are played. Uh, so Chris, you must be the most excited person, uh, especially in this area, being a baseball enthusiast that you are. What were your first initial thoughts when a deal has been struck between the players and the owners? Well, your initial reaction is a whole lot of relief, you know, mm-hmm. as a baseball fan, but especially as one who creates baseball content. Um, th- it, these last couple months have been remarkably challenging, you know, trying right. to co- put put together content uh, to entertain people when the sport that you cover has been uh, non-existent. Uh, you know, treme- so tremendous relief. There is still, and, and I brought this up in the video that I made and brought it up on my podcast. As well, there is also, you know, a bittersweet taste to it because, you know, obviously the pandemic wiped out a, a large chunk of the season, but the handling of these labor negotiations was was really an embarrassment, and it got very ugly and kind of turned into a joke. And the amount of games they could have played devolved from, you know, potentially a hundred to 
80 to 70 all the way down to 60. But with that said, um, I'm glad it's back. You, you absolutely needed to have it for the mm-hmm. sake of the sport, maintaining whatever popularity you might have. You could not have afforded to mm-hmm. go an entire year without playing baseball. And it's going to make for a a novelty experiment of a season. You know, uh, that's that's the way I, I'm kind of looking at it right now. You know, it it will be extremely interesting. It will be strange. You we've you know, there's been several new rules implemented. What this is going to be is kind of a trial run and how how all these things work out regarding the relief pitchers and regarding uh, the rules with in ex, in extra innings with a run, starting runner at second. I think after 2020 we're going to look at a lot of this stuff and major league baseball and the players association will kind of pick and choose what stuff worked and what stuff didn't and what's going to be a, a very novelty season. Mm, exactly. Uh, and another thing that they brought up is the expanding roster size of the right. teams for this, uh, for this shortened season. Um, now you look at, at a young team like Detroit who has a lot of talent, especially when it comes to arms and bats, do you see how, how many players of the of these young core that they have in the minors uh, up with the big club this year? Well, we're going to find out. And there's a couple things that still need to be needed need to be sorted out. Mainly, what how this stuff is going to affect service time. You know, ideally, we would all love to see Mize, Manning, and Scooball pitching for the Tigers, but you don't want to sacrifice a full year of their rookie contracts if they're only going to make 10 starts. Now there is a trade deadline uh, halfway through the season, which is technically, you know, July or I'm sorry, August 31st, that could provide them with an opportunity to call these guys up. Well, the in agreement has been made and there will be baseball in 2020. There are still several things that need to be sorted out regarding service time, regarding if there's going to be any sort of instructional league or fall league, going forward for these minor leaguers. Uh, the one point that I will make, and having watched these guys extensively, both in the minor leagues and in spring training and the limited action they've gotten, um, there are certain guys in this farm system that I think uh, would benefit from you know, another year or two in the minor leagues. That three-headed monster of pitchers with Mize Manning and Scooball uh, do not fall into that category. These are three guys who have dominated every level of baseball that they've pitched at since high school, probably even before high school. They dominated double A last year with really one of the best uh, minor league pitching staffs that we've seen in a long time, not just in Detroit, but really in all of baseball. Uh, Those guys are ready. And with the expanded rosters, it'll be interesting to see how they handle uh, calling these guys up when we're going to see them. And, And there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered, but I do believe at some point during this 60-game season, one, if not more than one of these guys, will be pitching at the major league level for Detroit. Absolutely. Because not only the arms, but you look at the the bats, Riley Green, there's a lot of talk of him coming up and joining the big club. And are they going to be willing to sacrifice a year of his rookie deal on a shortened season, like you said? But them going into the draft, where they picked up the first overall pick, Spencer Torkelson, they, they were going into this uh, MLB draft having the fifth best, I believe it was fifth best uh, farm system in mm-hmm. Major League Baseball. You add a number one pick like Torkelson and just keep, the rich keep getting richer. How excited are you for the future of this team? It's the first time during this entire rebuild that I've actually 
started to believe that Al Avila might have some idea what he's doing. Because I think you look at, there's so many things that have happened that they have fumbled. I think they have mishandled every trade deadline. I think when you look at the deals that have been made for some of these guys who have been superstars, J.D. Martinez, Ioannis yeah. Cespedes, Justin Upton, Justin Verlander. I mean, we it's unless Daz Cameron uh, has you know improves immensely in the next year or so, and unless Franklin Perez magically heals himself, uh, that is going to end up going down as one of the most lopsided trades in the history of baseball. They will have traded the best pitcher in the history of their organization essentially for nothing. Yeah. But I think in terms of how they've drafted. In terms of how they've developed, it is the best this farm system has been since the late 70s when you had guys like like Kirk Gibson and Trammell and Whitaker down in the system, Jack Morris. Uh, I, it's the best that it's been since then, and I do have to give them a lot of credit because you know being a, a GM and when you have such a long you know long leash like Al Avila has, you are given the opportunity to acknowledge your mistakes and try to correct them. And I think one of the big knocks against them for several years, I criticized them for it. Many other people criticized them for it was the lack of uh, offensive talent in this farm system. It was undeniable mm-hmm. even before Casey Mize, but really especially after they drafted him, that there was a surplus of really good young arms in this system. Alex Fayetto, mm-hmm. Casey Mize, Matt Manning, Tariq Skubal. Uh, Kyle Funkhauser, Bill Burroughs, uh, you know, several guys. The list goes on and on. Franklin Perez when he's healthy. Uh, but the one thing that w- that people were saying is where's where's the offensive talent? You know, Isaac mm-hmm. Paredes, he's okay. Des Cameron, maybe. But you started to see them acknowledge those mistakes. And in the last two drafts, they went out, they got Riley Green with their first pick in 2019, who mm-hmm. thus far has exceeded pretty much all the expectations people had in place for him. They drafted him as a guy with an incredibly high ceiling. There's, I, I've been hearing a lot of people, I remember Dan O'Dowd uh, on made, uh, MLB Network saying that he believes he's going to be a superstar. And then you have a five-round draft this year where yeah. you take nothing but uh, but hitters, and, mm-hmm. and in, including four or five uh, college position players. That is, to me, Al Avila acknowledging the the error of his ways, acknowledging the mistakes that he's made, some of them irreversible. You cannot go back in time and, and fix the disaster of the Verlander deal. You cannot go back in time and fix the disaster of the J.D. Martinez deal. But you can try to correct for the future. And right now, I think with the draft they just had, they have cemented themselves going forward as one of the probably three to six best farm systems in all of baseball. Absolutely. You know what? I couldn't say it better myself. They really, that's where the, the fans and the media that, you know, they really, uh, um, Al Vila has really start to listen to the people that pay to come see these guys play. You know, no, no matter how much we love to see great pitching, we want to see the home, the, the balls, uh, leave the park. And exactly that's what they're investing all their, uh, their, their draft and, and their money in. But Chris, let's get to, this season and this shortened season right now, 60 games with this team that they have currently on paper right now. Do you see any chance with, with the, obviously they play everyone in their division and they're going to be playing in the the NL central against Cubs cards and all those Mm -hmm. other teams. Do you see any chance where they maybe can start to get off to a hot streak where we've seen them do it before? And could this team surprise people in a shortened season? Okay. The chances of them competing in a 60-game season are admittedly exponentially higher 
than in a 162-game season. Right. Uh, but to answer your question, no, I, I don't think they have a chance. Look, I, I know there's a lot of reason to be excited for the future here. They have a yeah. great farm system with a lot of young talent. They lost 114 games last year. And, mm-hmm. and you know, they, they started the year eight and four. That was their hot streak. That was the best baseball they played. And after yeah. that, it was complete disaster. That was 12 games. That is equivalent to one fifth of a 60 game season. So I, I think, look, I, do I think that they could be a team that could, you know, maybe be, you know, 10, 15 games below 500, maybe not be the, the complete dumpster fire disaster that they were a year ago. I think so, because as bad as last year was, right, and it was the worst, you had pretty much every guy that you were hoping to rely on that you thought may take a step forward, take a step back. Miggy took us, you know, another step back. Candelario, who for a minute there you thought was your third baseman of the future, got sent down to the minors. Kristen Stewart, who people thought was going to be okay, was a disaster in left field and not much better offensively. It was, it was just a horrific season. Uh, I think to a certain extent, Water will find its level, and you'll see some guys putting up better numbers. But all in all, this is still, in terms of talent at the major league level, one of the five worst baseball teams in the sport. And I think ultimately, even through 60 games, your record will reflect that. And yes, there are situations, kind of, you know, the inverse of, they could be like an inverse of what we saw last year, where the Nationals started out 19-31 and and ended up winning the World Series. Those are outliers. Those are exceptions and not the rules. I don't think the Tigers will be the inverse of that, a team that gets off to that hot of a start. Do I see them maybe having a 10-game stretch or 20-game stretch where they hover around 500 and play some competitive baseball? Absolutely. But the other thing that um, that's being overlooked here, too, the division is good. I mean, people always like to, like to crap on the Central. It's a good division now. You have a team in the Twins last year that won 100 games. You have the Indians, who are always competitive with a great pitching staff. You have the White Sox, who I think for the next three or four years, are going to be one of the most dangerous teams in the entire sport. Yeah, the Royals stink, but they at least they have an identity, it seems. You know, they always have a few. That offense isn't terrible. So I, so I think it's going to be tough sledding no matter what uh, for the Tigers. So adding to that, with uh, the league kind of did to Tigers a little solid here by keeping the playoff format the same. Uh, if they expanded it, would that make it any, well, I don't want to say easier, but would their odds go up that a little notch also because whatever their plans were to maybe expand the playoff? Well, yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, with more teams, you're going to be you know more likely to make the postseason. And as so, I mean, it's definitely possible. I get what you're saying there. I understand the question completely. Yeah, it would have been more likely, but I just – and there is still a little bit of talk maybe – about possible postseason expansion, like I said, they they were just rushing to get a deal out, and they did. There are still a few loose ends that need to be tied. Maybe expanded postseason will be one of them, but I think, especially with the recent spikes in COVID in certain states, I don't really see that being a possibility. With uh, them playing in front of empty uh, empty stadiums. With the, because of COVID, is it, it's going to definitely be a different feeling at the ballpark. So, are are you expecting high TV numbers uh, for, for baseball once it finally comes back at the end of July? You know that that is a good question because you know if they would have started this thing in June or May, which is probably when they should have, I would have said, oh yeah, completely. But I think there have been a lot of people 
who have been burned out by the process a bit with the labor negotiations, I think ratings will be good. Initially, I think they'll be good. I think they'll probably be the best that there's been on opening day in the last decade or so. But pretty soon after that, uh, we're going to see the NBA coming back. The NFL is going to be back here in a few months. We, you know, it's uh, college football and that stuff is kind of undetermined. But I I think initially the ratings will be fine and baseball will view it as a success. But in the long run, I think there's more fail here than there is positivity simply because of the the length uh, and, and the the just annoyance that was the these labor negotiations. Awesome. So let us uh, a little bit more information about your Locked on Tires podcast. Uh, how often do you do it? And uh, what do you tell us about your show? Uh, when well, it started and uh, yeah, yeah, where well, you can find it. Yep. Well, currently it's uh, it's three days a week, uh, it, but when the season starts up, once we get to the regular season, we'll be uh, we'll be doing five days a week uh, as as locked as was kind of initially anticipated with lockdown. We'll be doing five days a week. Uh, you know, it's it's I like to view it as an extension of the the post game videos that I do. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, except with a little bit more analysis, so a little bit more insight, uh, longer format. You know what what you get on Twitter is you know very much the quick hits. It's it's kind of like you know I put all my thoughts in a blender and kind of stir them up. With this, you get the opportunity to to expand on 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 the thoughts that I had in these post games. Talk a little bit more about these guys individually. Get a little bit more analytical, and uh, all in all, you know try to have uh, try to have a fair amount of fun as well you can find that there um my my personal twitter account as well you can find the links to all that stuff um at castellani 2014 and then of course um i also have a a youtube page as well which i'm really really trying to get off the ground here uh where i'm reviewing movies so uh, if you guys if you people could follow me on all those platforms it would be much appreciated there you go awesome we will definitely share all that on uh, all of our social media and uh reviewing movies well that's a little different hop from uh, the Tigers. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. It's been something that I've, uh, you know, it's been a passion of mine for, for many years now. You know, uh, one of my original forte, my original thing on YouTube back in the day. I mean, I started reviewing movies on YouTube when I was 12 years old and, and took a break from it for a long time. But now I, I've, I'm back as my love of film has kind of grown. And uh, if, the, if there's anything good that's come out of this quarantine, it's been that. It's, you know, I've... I've uh, gone back to watching a, a lot more movies, and I, I look forward to, to sharing my opinions with people. That's there true. You go. That's we, we have lots of time to watch things. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. So, so quickly, uh, Chris, I, I I must say that I I stumbled across your your Twitter videos because they were just so darn entertaining, especially <laughs> after an embarrassing Tiger loss where they blew a lead in the ninth, and and you would just get all hot and bothered and just completely spit fire it was the most entertaining thing has have you like have you always been that passionate about that team uh, about this team uh yeah i mean i think so i think where a lot of it comes from uh too it, it, it where that that level of, of vitriol comes from is the fact that you know i grew up at, in an era that a lot of people would consider the golden era of detroit tigers baseball right oh six to to 2014, you know, you win four divisions, you make it to the postseason five times, you win two pennants, you, you have so much success, you have MVPs and Cy Young winners and guys who are going to be in the Hall of Fame and yet no world championships. And that, I think as a fan, 
kind of hardens you and it makes you very bitter. And then when you go on to watching a team struggle the way that the recent teams have, um, you get you get remarkably frustrated because you know uh, you don't have a whole lot of great memories to go back on. You know, and at least the good ones you do have are all a little bit tainted because that they it always ended poorly. I uh, you know I think I the, the energy has always been there, the passion has always been there. That's always been the one thing about my personality that's been undeniable. Even the people who uh, find my videos obnoxious, which even the early stuff, I, I completely understand that. And I've acknowledged that <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of some of my early stuff, but even up right. to like within the last year, I'm not a huge fan of, I get why people enjoy it and I'm happy that they've brought people joy, but um, you know, that the passion's always been there and, and that's really where this all started. It was never uh, at the beginning, at least it was never a, uh, I'm, you know, I'm doing this to get clout. I'm doing this to, to grow an audience. And some people thought it was, but the thing is, if I, if I knew how, if I, if I did it on purpose, if I really thought mm. that I knew how to, uh, attract an audience and how to grow an audience, I would have done it a lot sooner. Cause like I said, I'd been making videos online for nine years before I really, the, the tiger stuff really, you know, quote unquote blew up. So, um, it, it was all kind of a happy accident, but I'm, I'm proud of what it's turned into. I'm proud of how it's grown. And, uh, you know, I, lo- I love doing it. Especially yeah, I really if, like it too. Yeah. Keep posting uh, it, those things, man. Absolutely. Thank it's you. great. It's great entertainment and very knowledgeable videos yes. because, because in this day and age, and Jay can agree with me that it's, this is the way to get noticed and, and to actually form, a, you know, to be a, I, I, I hate to, well, I'll say a credible source when it comes to, you know, Twitter and social media and YouTube and Instagram even, uh, you know, constantly being there, game in and game out, giving your thoughts, laying it down on exactly what what went right, what went wrong uh, for this team game after game. So we we highly, uh, we thank you for doing that for us. Oh, uh, as, as Tiger fans, we, we go through the frustration and you just, seem to put it together in two minutes and 18 seconds uh, uh, worth of video for us. So no, no, we, we really appreciate that. Well, I appreciate it guys. Thank you. You're welcome. So, the uh, so again, check out his Twitter page, YouTube channels, podcasts, especially with the baseball season coming back. He's going to have, uh, Chris is going to have a lot more things to talk about than just union uh, uh, agreements and disagreements. Right. So, we, so we look forward to that. So, Chris, once again, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yep. Yeah, All right, Darren, that was awesome. How about we do this day in sports history? All right. Well, this day is says a little bit of everything. Uh, back in 2010, John Isner defeated Nicholas Mahut after 11 hours and 183 games uh, in tennis, I believe it was the U.S. Open, set the record for the world's longest match ever played. That's insane. I know. Like, I can barely watch two hours of tennis. Can you imagine? Two hours? <laughs> Ten minutes. <laughs> Ten minutes, I guess. But no, it's ma- like personally, I can't watch tennis more than that. <laughs> That's ten minutes. Oh, good. But, Back and forth. Got it. Jake, can you imagine? Fourteen, love. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be 30, love. Yes. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine playing for 11 straight hours and just, and, and it's just constantly going back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, like, they should have thought of something like five hours in. Exactly. You, you, you have to, uh, you have to like, uh, have, uh, 
a referee just flip a coin at the end, you know, after 10 hours, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, so, so that was back in, tw- that was 10 years ago. And back in 2003, Barry Bonds of the San Francisco Giants became the first player to reach 500 home runs and 500 stolen bases. Cool. Is he in the Hall of Fame? Uh, you know what? He should be in the Hall of Fame, Jake. Ah, yeah, I like steroids too. Yeah. Uh Let's just face it. If if you watch that documentary, Long Gone Summer, those two guys, uh, well, not Barry Bonds, but, you know, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, pretty much saved baseball. Well, they did. did. Oh, they did. And it was fun to watch. I remember as a kid watching that race all summer. It was fantastic to see. Uh, back in, that. Yeah, back in 1980, the Atlanta Flames of the NHL, yes, Atlanta, before they were called the Thrashers, they were called the Atlanta Flames, moved to Calgary, Alberta. So, there you go. So Wow, that's and, good. I know, another, uh, another uh, uh, hockey one. Oh, mm. here, here's a good one that happened back in 1968. The only reason why I'm talking about this is because it involves the Detroit Tiger. Uh, Jim Northrup tied a Major League Baseball record when he hit two Grand Slams in one game. Hmm. Yep. Damn. That's a feat. That, that is a feat. Yeah. That is a feat. And, and one last one going mm-hmm. uh, involving the Tigers. Going all the way back to 1962. The New York Yankees beat the Detroit Tigers nine to seven after get this twenty two innings. Sweet. <laughs> you thought that uh, uh, eleven hour tennis match was long? Who knows? Yeah, but that's eleven hours of tennis. This is like <laughs> it's over twenty innings of baseball. Yeah, you know how drunk you can get, how much food you can eat. <laughs> Back in nineteen sixty two, yeah. Hell yeah! I'm I'm sure there was a. I'm sure there was a lot of uh, beers going around and sunflower seeds being chewed. Yeah, exactly. But that's that amazing. Is, that's it. But that's it for your, this week in sports history. Awesome. Terrific. Yeah. So what's on the table today for the top five? All right. Top five here. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jake, but I don't know if we did a top five of this category before. I know you're big into the rap music. Oh, here we go. Did be, so get my decided, language. Yes, yeah, so I fi- I decided to pick this one because I know you would uh, jive well on this one. The top. I'm five gonna rap- hate you. <laughs> the top really five. Like ra- you. The top five rappers of all time. Uh, according to who? Uh, this one is according to topfives.net. I hate it already. <laughs> you hate it already, even though you don't know the site. Really. <laughs> Okay, well, this, all right, this is all right. great. You can either agree with me or disagree. Okay, based on what? Okay, we'll go ahead. Yeah, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. And and these are uh, just to clarify, these are not my. This is not my list. I I, I enjoy rap music from time to time. <laughs> so right. occasionally, once a year, yes. Not not once <laughs> when, a year. When no, I send I, you a link from some one of our new exactly. artists or something comes great, out. One of our great artists will, uh, I, I, I enjoy the rhythm. I enjoy the creativity of the rap and how they can rhyme this word with that word. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Uh, so let's go, let's start with number five. Well, that's the most whitest thing ever. Okay, go ahead. 
<laughs> let's well, Jake, if we're talking about white, just look in look in the mirror, my friend. You know. Wait, I, I didn't say this word and that word. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Great. Okay. Oh fine. Let's do it. For, for shizzle. Yes. For shizzle. <laughs> Yes. Is that it? We, we gained more audience members. There we go. There we go. Uh, we're street. Um, coming in at number five, I, I've heard of this guy before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, is, uh, and coming in at number five is Nas. Or Nas. Nas. Nas is Nas? excellent. Yep. Yes. So yep. there you go. Mm-hmm. Number four. Uh, is Rakim? Rakim, yes. Rakim, mm-hmm. there you go. He was. Uh, he here is a legend who made the divide between old school and no, and new school. He had mm-hmm. a soft spoken delivery, which was street cautious. Uh, street ca- uh, cautious. He laid the foundation for what modern rappers use. If you listen to Nas, and consider what Rakim uh, would do in the same situation. You will see a similarity. That's yes. their reasoning. Both, lyrici- both lyricists, yes. Very yeah. Uh, number three, I know this guy. Is, oh, yeah. He's uh, he's pretty popular. Is uh, Eminem. Eminem. Yep. Eminem coming in at number three. Do you think yep. that's do you think that's too high, too low? Just no, right that's that's, that's just right. Just right. That's definitely just go. right. It's because of what he's done for the industry in the last twenty years. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. so that's coming at number three. Number two, we get to top two here. Now, this one might be, I don't know if Jake will agree with this one. Uh, Jay Z. I hate Jay-Z. him. He's trash. <laughs> His lyrics suck. And he's just garbage. He's, probably uh, probably should they, be in the bottom five. What they say about him yes, you can be a legend while you're still alive. As this artist has gone to show the world, he started with less relaxed flows more than two decades ago. All the t- all the time, he was still working on his craft. Over time, he perf- he perfected his skills, such as such the flow is tight and his world and his wordplay is on point. The rhymes continue to wow his fans, and he is continually coming up with classics that are sure to leave his competition feeling the heat. No, he's crap. And the only reason he, you know, he's, he's like the upgraded P. Diddy, where he's he's just <laughs> soft. Yeah. It's not clever. Okay. It's not. His writing's terrible. And yeah. the only thing is, he likes to steal other people's music and uh, make it his own and pretend it's it's really good, which is not. People will buy it because it's it's played mainstream over and over and over, and they have nothing really else. But the good thing is, he's still trash. Okay. Well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get to number one, we'll have a couple honorary mentions mm-hmm. in this list. Uh, on- honorable mention goes out to Kanye West. Yeah, he's okay. There you go. Innovative. And, uh, Kanye West, Dr. Dre. No, yeah, more, should be more for his beats than oh, his rapping. Okay. Uh, uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, younger Snoop Dogg, not now Snoop Dogg. <laughs> younger snoop dog and and number one for that is the that is the top rapper of all time is notorious big as for work wordplay yeah he's, he's 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 really good delivery is amazing yeah on, on him for sure he's he's definitely really good see 
I, I would I would put Tupac at number two. Jay Z can just you know take a shit somewhere, <laughs> and I would flip flop those two number one and two for sure anytime, just because yeah, of cool. um, the delivery and the words for the notorious and uh, Tupac for the storytelling and the realism in his there music. Go. There you go. So they- so there you go. There's your top five. Tune in next week when Jake will do top five greatest hockey players of all time. Oh, that actually, I could do that. <laughs> I could do that. You could do that. I could. I could definitely I love, do that. I, I would love to see you pronounce some of these, uh, some of those guys' names. Oh come on! Especially the Russian names. That's always fun. Oh, Sergey Fedorov. Oh well, there's more than that. Oh, obviously. <laughs> no, there's, there's, I can, I can name my top five favorite hockey players. That's a deal. Next week, okay, let's do it. Let's, uh, All right. Let's, uh, so that's, so there's your top five. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So let's jump into and break this up a little bit to some music, because this week we're going international for music again. Uh, we have a band, a rock band actually, bringing back old school rock and roll to into the mainstream spotlight with their brand new single shadow lady it's rsc um and this rock band has members from europe russia and the u.s and they definitely represent actual rock which which we don't have a lot right now it's cool it brings you back and their brand new single uh, Shadow Lady is awesome. I was listening to it today. I'm like, yeah, he's put this on the show. I think I sent you earlier something different, but I'm like, no, Darren, we need to play this. So <laughs> this is a this is a good track, and it breaks up a little. Uh, the actual uh, name of the band is Red School, uh, Red School Band, Red S S C O O L. So Red School mm-hmm. Band. Uh, they play a lot in Europe and in Russia and stuff, but they're from all over the place. And yeah, it's refreshing. So we're going to play that. Here is Shadow Lady RSC on the ADG podcast.
there you go. That was Shadow Lady by RSC right here on the ADG podcast, bringing you some awesome independent music. And that was some rock right there for everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed that. That's a five minute track. That was great. All That's right. Good. Darren, movie yes. trailer time. Movie trailer time. Movie trailer time. Can't yeah, wait. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you found a good trailer i didn't know about this one yeah this one was getting a lot of uh good reviews from the last year's film festivals mm-hmm. uh it's called palm springs uh starring and andy sandberg and the lovely Kristen melody mm-hmm. is uh is there and they're basically is it's basically a 2020 american uh, uh sorry romantic comedy uh that takes place it's pretty much start it starts at a wedding uh where carefree niles and reluctant maid of honor sarah have a chance encountered at a palm springs wedding things get complicated and they were unable to escape the venues themselves or each other so basically they, they get caught in a time loop and they repeat the same day over and over again and the only way to end that day is to die so they come up with creative ways to kill themselves and still trying to keep themselves from going crazy by reliving the same wedding over and over again just just so you know they're not getting married they're just attending this wedding Mm -hmm. the the trailer was really funny yeah um kind of brings shadows of like groundhog day into it Mm -hmm. of, of, of the premise of the movie yeah. I know it's really cool. Acting is pretty good. It looks really funny. It's a Hulu movie, yep. right? Yeah. So it'll be released online. Uh, yeah, no, it looked really good. I actually give it a four out of five because it was look very entertaining. Um, something that I definitely want to want to see as soon as it comes out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I I, I kind of agree with you. Like most reviews, especially Rotten Tomatoes, has, has given a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Uh, so out of four, I'm gonna go with a solid four point five. Oh wow! Um, not quite perfect, but it looks pretty good. Looks like you know the typical summery time, uh, summery kind of movie that you that would come out this time mm-hmm. of year. You know, mm-hmm. there's every well, if it wasn't for this COVID happening, it would be a full wedding uh, summer season. Yes. And that would fit yeah. right in. Yeah, sure. fit in perfectly. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So Palm Springs, uh, rom-com. If you like Andy Samberg, you like his style of humor and, and his comedy, check it out. Awesome. Definitely will. Cool. All right. So let's do a Darren has a new segment. Yes. New segment time. Well, I always been enjoy I, I always enjoyed when I'm like in the car listening to the radio and they always come out with uh every day it's national blah 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 day or like national hot dog day, national coffee day, national put your socks on backwards day. Every, mm-hmm. Everyone, every, every day is something different. So, mm-hmm. so I decided that whenever we do these podcasts, I'll have a segment to tell you what day 
of the year. Again. <laughs> Let's so, do it. That sounds fun. It's, it, exactly. So, Jake, with that yeah. being said, today we are recording this on Wednesday, June 24th, mm-hmm. and it is National Swim-A-Lap Day. Swim-A-Lap Day? <laughs> and it's pretty simple. Take a lap. Around the pool, that is. Swim-A-Lap Day is a day to get to get your snorkel and goggles on and patronize your local swimming pool, which you can't go to because of COVID-19. It's a great way to get exercise for those who want to get back in shape and feel good. Swimming is a great way to work out every muscle in the body. So today is National Swim-A-Lap Day. Nice. Uh, But that's not all. That's not all. Because sometimes there are more. There is more things that you can do on this day. Today is also Fairy Day. I'm sorry. What? Fairy Day. As in? <laughs> Whether you see them as small winged oh, tenders Jesus. of a deep natural places of, okay. of the earth or a tall, st- you know, stately figures with fairy skin and hair, there's one thing for certain. The world has been absolutely captured by these fairy, cra- by the fairy craze. Is this true, Jake? Because you have a, you you have a daughter, right? Oh uh, no, <laughs> not true, not true. <laughs> I hate fairies. <laughs> so there's no fairies. So, but it's, <laughs> it's National Fairy Day. So dress up as okay. a fairy if if you want to. And swim life in my pool. Okay, it's, two for uh, two. It, also, it's National Upcycling Day. Um. Okay. Do you need to explain the explanation? Yeah, you're gonna have to. Okay. Yep. Upcycling is a growing trend that's still under the radar for some. Simply, it's all about taking old objects and furniture and adding your own creativity and craft to make something new, unique, and beautiful. Oh, you know, I understand. It's for hippies there and yuckies. Go. Okay, so, so yeah, that's why it will not be popular. Okay, go ahead. It's called recycling. Okay. It's going to garage sales. (laughs) There you go. All right. So there's two more things you can do on this day. Sweet. Let's do it. So after you take your lap, you know, you run around in your ferry and and you upcycle some uh, other... uh, Person's furniture? Other person's furniture or, you know, whatever you find by the side of the road these days. You you probably get get hungry, right? Uh So today's National Pralines Day. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Everyone everyone loves a good praline, I guess. Or I guess. If, if if you're a fan, pr- pralines and cream is a yes. popular ice cream flavor. So there you That's go. Delicious. Yeah. So you can enjoy some pralines today. Okay. Uh, this, this went in a better direction now. Yes, we're good. And finally to cap it all off, after you've done all that thing and you want to relax, mm-hmm. it is National Guitars on the Beach Day. Guitars on the beach. Okay. Yes. So if you have a guitar or you pretend to play the guitar, uh, mm-hmm. find, find your nearest beach and uh, get playing. So there you go. Very, very cool. Very cool. That's, that's, uh, that's well, everything for this days, uh, days of the year on nice. Wednesday, June 24th. I can do one of those things. I'm okay with that. Okay. There you go. And, and, and don't forget that the month of June is Pride Month. So... All these people ce- celebrating Pride out there. It's uh, we hope you enjoy your month. Yep, good time good to get time. those fair wings out. <laughs> <laughs>
There you go. That's yeah. why I bet you that <laughs> goes hand in hand. You know, go down to the, uh, the, the Pride uh, Festival, put on your fairy wings, and have, have a fun. And it's also it's also Care for Your Grandparents Month. Enjoy. Oh, okay. yes, awesome. Excellent! <laughs> what a combination! I love there's it. More, I can't wait till the next one. There's more, but I think Jake said enough, and we'll just move on. Oh, oh I, I have my fill. That's great. I can't yeah. wait to do this again. This is an awesome <laughs> segment. We're gonna keep. Keep it's it's the gifts that keeps on giving. That's right. Okay. All right. So let's get into some new stories before we get to a new rant. Uh, so we all know coronavirus is still out there. Um, looking at right now, everything that's global, happening globally, there's 479,881 deaths. Um, and what's been happening, you guys heard earlier us talking for Florida, how bad it went there. Um, there's 2,371,000 2, cases in the U.S. Uh, let me see what Canada's at. 104,000 cases in Canada. Doesn't mean that somebody death is just confirmed cases that people actually have it uh, because it, the death rate is very little. And we tell you for Canada, it's 8,532 deaths out of 100 and uh, what did I just say? 100 and where is it? 104,000 people. So the percentage of death is much smaller than it, you know. Than other viruses, right? So it's just, the numbers are staggering because it's just so contagious. Awesome. So, you no. Know, and as following up with that, Darren, I don't know if you heard what happened today. Is that um, Windsor, Essex County, um, Windsor, and most Windsor. of Essex County, Windsor, mm-hmm. and most of Essex County are open into stage two uh, yes. of the Ontario government. More things. The only places excluded from that order would be Kingsville and Leamington because of their um, COVID nineteen rates that have increased from the greenhouses. Yes, from the uh, immigrant workers. The the the, the lack of testing their uh, their migrant workers on their farms. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, which I think it was a fair thing to do. It's like, why should we suffer when it's just? those two areas that are holding uh, up. Exactly. Yeah. Now, if I had a garbage person of the week this week, I would, but I don't. But if I did, um, it would be the MPP for Essex out of the NDP party, Terrace Natishak, mm-hmm. as I call him, uh, yeah. who just called our um, premier a piece of piece shit. Piece of shit. A piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which he's just mad, but he this this guy is too stupid to realize it's the right thing to do, mm-hmm. um, to keep Kingsville Leamington unfortunately closed into stage one. Uh, so it, it's not necessary. But if I had a garbage person of the week, that would be him. And like I said, I just read the tweet before the show started, and a uh, bunch of nonsense. But it's great that we're in stage two. Let's just go outside more. Let's just do things. Um, but uh, it is a little limited. And I'll get to that more in my rant uh, a little bit later. But uh, I'm glad that we are in stage two and we can kind of move forward and get back to actual normal. Not new normal, actual normal. Uh-huh. 
Well, so there you go. So, but, but yeah, everything uh, starting to open up. I know uh, a, a lot of the females around are very excited that hair salons and, and nail mm. places have, uh, are opening up, which, which I know is very important to them. I know, you know, it's been, let's say, a solid three, almost four months since the last time I had a haircut. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's, it, you know what? It's going to be different that everything is going to be back up to somewhat normal condi- uh, mm-hmm. conditions, especially like restaurants and bars. Uh, a lot of people investing. Uh, their funds in like if, if you're a bar owner, I should say, or a restaurant owner, right, right, in, um, right. in like outdoor patios, right? Right. Because right. Uh, th- that's what they're allowed to. I, I don't know how many people they can have actually inside their establishment, you know, and will uh, mass uh, face mask still be mandatory when well, early, yeah. early, earlier this week they were saying that it's going to be mandatory to any commercial establishment come mm-hmm. Friday. Right. Yeah, and I'll cover that in just a few minutes. Both uh, these masks and uh, how that you know, relates to what we have to do as of Friday. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a step in the right direction, and the necessary uh, places need to open, and we need to have that out there. Businesses need to operate. When you're right, they do. Everybody needs things done. Businesses need to survive. And speaking of businesses needing to survive, you know what's happening in Japan? What's happening? They canceled all the Halloween houses. Like haunted no. houses. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously COVID-19, you know, like all this stuff. Um, but there is a solution. And it's a pretty cool solution. I wish they could do that here. I wish somebody w- would do it here if, if it's still not open. Because Halloween is on a Saturday this year. So this would be a pretty sweet idea. They yeah. created a drive-in haunt- haunted house. Which guests are confined in their car. <laughs> which is, you know, if you really think about it. If you're driving through or sitting through. I don't know, maybe a zombie pack. So yeah. that's what these guys did in Japan. They created, uh, they're creating a drive-in haunted house where they're able to control the outside environment and you're stuck in your car while they, you know, par- parade crazy shit around you. Right. Like, uh, you know, like zombies or whatever, monsters or whatever else. I think that's a pretty cool idea. What do you think? No, it, it's obviously something that you l- look at. You know, obviously for those, especially in this area that they're – well, especially in Michigan, I know the haunted houses and the haunted hay- hayrides are a big thing for uh, tourists and mm-hmm. people's livelihood. You know, the, the depends on those haunted houses. So for them to adjust uh, to uh, where we are in a society right now, I, I like the idea. I like the creativity. And will I will we see something like that here? Probably mm-hmm. not, but. Yeah, it would be cool. It it would be cool, and obviously, you know, if someone has the the space and the area to do something like that, maybe Mm -hmm. this gives them an idea to do it. But like, when it comes to like Halloween and people handing out candy and all this stuff, 
that's not going to happen, at least not this year. No, if, no. If, I... if, if anything, like you can still have Halloween, Jake, is what I'm saying, is that yeah. have put, put out a bull with a sign that says, Happy Halloween, please take one, and then move on. That yeah. way you're not. With a camera, it. so one of those other kids doesn't see the whole damn fucking bull. Like it happens. Well, obviously. You know, you know those yeah. kids. You know those yeah. kids. <laughs> Jake uh, always shakes his fist at those meddling kids always stealing his candy. Yeah. All those teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if, if you think about it, if you do something like an African lion safari style where the cars mm-hmm. just go in a circle and, mm-hmm. you know, things are happening in, in, as you're going by in certain sections, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah. I would definitely do that. But, you know, but hordes but, of zombies. But, yeah. But, bunches yeah. of monsters, things jumping at your car. Would be pretty sure. sweet. Sure. Yeah. At least, at least, you know, for those that get scared easily, like walking through a haunted house, they have that protection mm-hmm. of being in, inside a car, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. there you go. Cool. So All go. right. All right. Um, now, here's today's rent as we <laughs> wrap up the show today. Mm-hmm. And Darren already touched a little bit on this earlier, uh, a few seconds ago in our COVID. Uh, section of our show now as of uh 12.01 a.m on friday june 26th uh all, all owners and operators of commercial establishments in windsor essex are pro- to prohibit the entry of any person who is not wearing a face covering unless the person cannot wear one due to medical reasons or age yeah so eh, what that basically tells you you have to wear a face mask in a, at a public establishment like a grocery store or whatever else Right. Now, for someone who is forced to wear, wear a face mask for eight hours plus at work, me, yeah, I don't think this is a great idea. Now, I'm telling you, telling you why, because I'm just going to say this sucks and just leave it. No. One, I don't want to wear a, a face mask because it prohibits my breathing patterns. Uh-huh. It's not safe to wear a face mask. You guys can look this up. I'm going to do it for you. can't do all the research for you. Um, you guys can go and look how much face masks should not be worn for over a certain period of time. If you just wear one to the store and back, cool. But a lot of us wear it for over eight hours at work and restricts our breathing. And it sends the particles back into your nostrils. And it does a lot of bad for your health and your immune system so adding this that it's mandatory i don't nothing should be mandatory for some for some of us that wear masks for eight hours a day may forcing us to wear masks as we go outside to do things we need to do at stores or wherever else is above and beyond the government you know, overreaching, overstepping. And I understand why, yes, minimize with this and that, but it's a public space. It's a public space. The government should not tell us what to do in a public space. If a store decides that's their policy, for mm-hmm. their, they can decide that for their workers. I want to choose where I want to go. This is still sort of a free country. I don't want to be forced to wear something I don't want to wear. It's as simple as that. There's no argument against that. If 
I don't want to wear it. I shouldn't have to be forced to wear it to go get food. It's as simple as that. You don't feel safe? Wear it. I do. I don't want to. It's that simple. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I, I look at it. Uh, I understand you don't want your rights to be, you know, pressed upon. But uh, when it comes to like going into someone else's establishment, you have to obey their rules of their store. Right. But it's not a store's rules. This is the government rules. Yes, but the store has to comply with the government. Well, yeah, because if not, they face a fine. So they obviously will. Nobody wants to lose the money. But again, if the government didn't have this rule, the store wouldn't do it. Right. But but it's more for protections of your of other people around you, you know, because it shows like that, that you're taking this seriously and you're also caring for them. You know, it's kind of like, you know, helping out your fellow man by doing this, you know. Right. Uh, Unfortunately, unless you're wearing a hospital mask. So you don't no, no unless that. you're wearing a ho- no unless you're wearing a hospital mask right. the cloth mask or the readily available paper mask right. doesn't do anything to stop the spread of the virus so you're just a douche with a mask well I, 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 I'm not saying I'm not saying it a hundred percent you know protects you know if you cough in the mask that no particles are gonna get out no I'm oh, not they're gonna get that. out uh, well, yeah, I, I'm not saying that, but it cuts significant, significantly, uh, you know, those particles from, you know, spreading out as much further as you, as you would have if you didn't have a mask on. So if I have a 50, uh, like uh, a 50 percent chance of protecting myself than having a zero percent chance of people not wearing a mask, I'll wear a mask every time I have to go into a, 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 an establishment. Yeah, now it's it's weird because um, it's retail stores, convenience stores, malls, plazas, restaurants, personal service settings, grocery stores, bakeries, gas gas stations, Mm -hmm. farmers markets, Mm -hmm. and shops and car dealerships. Yeah, basically what's open right now. Uh, Again, it's 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 not that necessary. You already have. You're six feet apart, stickers on the ground. You don't feel safe, wear a fucking mask. But don't make everybody, you know, follow the leader from the government because this. if you want know what you should be doing, you should be doing it yourself. If you don't want to, I choose not to. So basically, get all your groceries by Thursday, hold out a week or two until this blows over. That's what I'm doing. And I catch my ass in a store on a Friday. When this all comes into <laughs> comes into play, bunch of nonsense. There you go. There's my rant. There you go. Just if you see Jake uh, away, uh, you know, at a store, just uh, make sure you give him his six feet of space, sir. Oh yeah, you should do that anyway. Well, I don't want to be near anybody. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, know I, personal I, space. I, personal I space. know people. He comes across as a very cuddly, loving guy, but every day you can be a real asshole sometimes. <laughs> Only rarely. On rare occasions, it does happen. Only on rare occasion. Like, like us talking about sports. Or the Lions. Or the Lions. <laughs> Especially the Lions. Especially the Lions. Uh, that's why I, I, I missed our, our, uh, our Monday morning quarterback chats. 
when it comes there you to go. talking about the Lions. Oh, you know what? Everything goes well. We'll, we'll get back into uh, destroying this team in season four That's right. when uh, when uh, football gets back That's on right. TV. Yes, M- might be a shortened season, but it'll. it'll That's cool. Come back. As long as there's football, I'm good. <laughs> That's all that matters. Hey, hey, this would be a nice little. When they start playing without fans, it's going to be a preview for the Lions that they still suck for the next five years. That's what that's what Ford Field's gonna look like anyway. I'm just trying to think. Just just one quick little uh, sports uh, debate that that, that I want to bring up to you, uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, Jake. What if let's say the Tigers actually win the World Series this year? Cool. Did, like, do they get an asterisk oh. beside their name? Yeah, they will. One because it's Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two because it's a shortened season under you know. Yeah. Semi-normal rules, but whatever. It still will be the World Series. It's not going to happen, but it'd be cool. Yeah, I'd be excited. Oh, I'd sure. be super excited. Give us uh, the, this town something to cheer about, especially all the crap that they've been through, especially with them being in the COVID hotbed for like exactly. the longest time. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, just to, just to follow up from our last episode on our mm-hmm. on our Twitter poll. <laughs> oh, here we, we go. Had, we had five votes. On our Twitter oh. poll, and and four of them said yes, golf is a sport. So there you go. The uh, one vote that said it wasn't was me. It, I kind of figured it would be you because you know I, I know how you love to stir the pot, there, Jake. I'm just saying. I'm just saying I'm just, that. Just well, saying. I, I went golfing yesterday, and it was sure oh. is was an athletic. You're such an athlete, Darren. Hey. I like to see you out in the golf course, there, Jake. No, I'm okay. I got my basketball court in front. I'm good. I got my basketball court. I got so, my NBA net. Yeah. <laughs> who, do you, who, who do you play against? Your 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 uh, your two little oh, children? You know, no, nobody you, actually. You, you, I played Michael Jordan's them? ghost when he can actually still shoot. <laughs> there you go. You dunk over them and you give them the 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 Mutombo finger. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> No, it's, it's really good. I did. I did. Sidebar. I did buy a, a full size soccer net. It's now in oh. my front yard. Oh, was, there, was, that, was that was that an Amazon purchase? Yes. And speaking of which, those fucking bastards. Um, I, it was the first thing I ordered at the beginning of COVID, yeah. and guess what? It, what? Uh, it was the last thing to arrive two weeks ago. <laughs> so, is this a full size regulation soccer net? Uh, yeah, almost. Almost, almost full size, yeah, yeah. Because the real full size were super expensive, but no, this one's huge. Um, yeah, it's like six feet by ten feet. Okay. So it's pretty good. Yeah. So, so it's are, pretty good. Are, 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 are you practicing your your uh, free kick set pieces? Yeah, definitely set pieces. I like that curve. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to curve the ball depending on which side of my foot I use. Into the little, top corner, so I practice a little bit. Little bend it like but, Beckham. Yeah, more more like send it like Totti. You know what I mean? <laughs> send it like Totti. <laughs> I like it. Or, or or send it like Pirlo, whoever you who. Yeah, whatever. Either way, works for me. And there yeah. you go. There you go. All right. That's, it's been fun. That's the show. So for the EDG podcast, I am Jacob, and I'm Darren, and we are EDG.